Hello. I just wanted to um on this episode. Um I hope everyone is well. Uh I hope you're having an incredibly peaceful week. Um on this episode I just wanted to kind of speak about the generational gap um I think between um parents that were born let's say mid 50s even you know um 1960 my mother was born in 1960 and I was born 1982 and uh, um, uh, you know there is just this gap Uh, I don't know how to kind of express it but there's just this generational gap they don't seem to get you there is um a wall somehow um and i have that with my with my mother um and i think when i was younger i've I, it's not something that well, i've never i would say from the age of 8 i i didn't live with my mother uh she sent me over to england to live with her sister she believed you know the whole education is important and all that um which is something um now that i have children i can never imagine doing it doesn't matter where in the world i live in i can't imagine sending my eight-year-old to um another person and and sort of allowing that person to take care of them and um and so you know from the age of eight till i was sort of i think i was 17 um i lived with this auntie my mother's sister younger sister and um oh there was a lot of drama obviously <laughs> and she had her own battles you know with you know domestic violence and um you know uh, just so much so she had her own battles her own family her own crisis and i was just there to witness it all and uh when I was sort of 16, no, when I was about 12, I started having these sort of violent headaches and I was suffering. Um, first of all, too much was put on my plate. I would go to school, come home clean, you know, do the homework and I had to take care of my three younger cousins who were like four or five and 
and eight, I think it was at the time, and uh, so the so even even when I was done with that, it was there was not enough time of the day to unwind, relax. I don't know what programs that I enjoyed. Um, I used to talk to my teachers a lot. I think that helped me a lot. Um, there was one teacher specifically, <clears throat> my ESOL teacher, because I was new to England and had to learn. Um, I was okay with the speaking part, but the reading and writing took a bit of time. The English language isn't easy to grasp, you know. I didn't understand why Knightbridge would have a K in front <laughs> and things like that. So it took a bit of time. Um, but they really supported me. I remember when I had my period, <clears throat> um, I think I was 13 and a half and I didn't know what it was that time they never did <laughs> discuss too much or maybe I wasn't there on the day they were talking about in the RE classes that we had um, so I told my teacher anyway and she went and got me the pads and you know um, black underwears and all that kind of stuff and that was really nice of her uh, so <clears throat> anyway uh when I sort of turned 13 and a half, 14, I was becoming a teenager, of course, so I found the whole living situation frustrating, tiring. I just wanted to be on my own, somewhere quiet, where I didn't hear any children screaming, and you know, and because I didn't have my own bedroom, I had to share with the the one room with the um, three young boys they would often rip my posters off take that and you know boys on posters and um, my book covers and uh, so there was endless shouting fights and all sorts of um, so I I would complain to my mother whenever I gave her a call and uh, first let me back go back a bit my mother I don't quite know how to describe her you know at times <clears throat> she seems very naive distant uh, someone you think they're in coma almost you know um, even now she's the same and I don't get it. I, I don't I don't get it. I don't know if it's her personality or if she was dropped on her head when she was younger. Um but there's this incredible sense of naiveness, um, um lack of emotion. Um she gets angry in the wrong time at the wrong things um, when I was having um, arguments 
with the with her sister who I lived with at the time. Um, she uh, she would often take her side, and you know, it, it just put a lot of strain in this non-existent relationship. Anyway, because I lived in the UK and she lived overseas, and is not someone that I had any connection with. Um, you know, yes, we are obviously um, biologically related, but I, I felt a sense of gap. Um, anyway, so, uh, so that there's this kind of generational, that's why I called it generational gap, because I don't know how else to explain it. Um, uh, so there's a lack of, lack of disregard, lack of, um, disregard on her part. It's almost like she, she took the parent hat off and so I was no longer her problem, you know? I, it, it, that's what it appears to me um, and uh, anyway well, I had the last straw with her sister who I lived with at the time and she um, she took her sister's side of course so I didn't speak to her or her, I didn't speak to her sister for 10 years and it serves them bloody right um, and I didn't speak to my mother for over three years. Um, I'm I'm really good like that, you know. If I try as an empath, I really will try to kind of um, communicate, be civil, try and be understand. I would try and be understanding on my part. But if I feel I feel like, well, this is gonna be a long road or it's not worth it then I would leave it there and uh, so I just packed up and went to a city outside London and I lived there and you know worked there and it was the best thing that I could have done in my life <coughs> I have a large, large, large family, you know, over, I would say, over 200, if not more, um, family members, these are kind of, I have two siblings, I, you know, I just have a very large family, so, and can you believe, um, with all those people, the only person that <clears throat> truly looks out for my well-being, for my um, just health, and the only person that asks me how I am, how I'm feeling, and you know if I need anything, is my uncle my mother's uh, big brother who lives in London and he's the only one 
can you imagine out of 200 and plus people one the rest of them they would usually call you when they need something usually money um Uh, so I'll give you an example of the things that me and my mother kind of fight about so this evening I would say she lives in you know the northern part of Somalia so she called me this evening and you know she needed some money and and all of that um, and I said, well, I, I don't think I'll send it. I will, I'm able to send it this month, but I will try and see what I can do next month. Now, this got her really pissed off. And, and I think for the past few days, she's been repeating the same thing. And then I've been repeating the same thing. So she would say things like, when are you sending? And I would say things like, I'm going to see if I can next month and I've repeated this even this evening four times I sound like a broken record you know it's almost sometimes I feel like does she have dementia I don't think she does what I do feel like is um, she has this sense of entitlement Um, she's not entitled to nothing in my book she's not entitled to nothing um but uh it's also the lack of disregard for her for myself there's never how are you there's never can you do it it's a different case if she would have said can you do it are you able to I would have been even more willing to go and get a loan or, you know. But no, it's um, when. Are you going to send it this week? And then I have to repeat myself, no. I'm going to see if I can next month. It could even be the month after that, I don't know. (laughs) So then we have, for the past few days, we have this, like, a battle. It's always been like that. Um... It's always been like that. What 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 astonishes me, really, what astonishes me, is um, it's almost like she's she's blocking what I'm saying. Because when she's repeating it, I have to question myself. Didn't she hear me the first time? You know, I know she's hearing me, but. And I keep on thinking, why is she repeating herself? Didn't she, didn't I just say the same thing? And so the whole phone call becomes, when are you sending? I will see if I can next month. Are you going to send it? No, if I'm going to see if I can next month. I literally sounded like that this evening. So I thought to myself, you know, before you, <laughs> before you, before you get really pissed off, uh, just put the phone down. So I said, anyway, I'm going to put the kids to bed. Bye. Yeah, I have to go. I have to go. Saving myself some insane. Um, I remember when I I was younger, 
Um, I think in my 20s, I used to say things like, why can't you be normal? Why can't you be like other mums? You're so annoying and so... And I would just repeat this because there was no way I could get through the the you know get through you know there was a barrier there so now what I do is I speak to my uncle and he explains to her it's also it's as if like I speak in a in a foreign language and then there has to be a translator um when things get really difficult I have to kind of take that route <clears throat> but I was kind of reflecting on it this this um this evening and I was so um it's sad it's really sad and it's also unnecessary very unnecessary um to demand things that you don't have at that moment anyway it also shows a lack of disregard you know a lack of empathy a lack of understanding and this is what I had to deal with for the past you know 38 years of of my life only eight of that have I lived with her and I'm glad I don't uh, remember noticing that when I was a child but as I sort of came into my teens and then into my 20s it was obvious every argument every um so you know it'll get to a point <clears throat> nowadays where sometimes I won't speak to her for six months you know to save the peace I just I don't like arguments I don't like fights I don't like unnecessary drama I'm very simple-minded person you know if I if somebody says they need help with something I always tell them the same thing well you know I don't really have it this month but I will try and help you out next month that's it I don't ever say no if I know I can the only scenarios you know where I do say no I actually don't have it do you see what I mean but to have this sense of entitlement just, just to a child you've never raised um, is selfish it is also evil um, now I don't know what sort of you know characteristics she has um, apart from how she deals with me um, you know but there's definitely uh, there's also no just no concern there is no concern um, at all you know uh, there's no concern of my well-being of how I am can I even afford to send it that the she understanding if she only understood um, what I was saying if she even if she only uh, listen long enough to understand I think that would have been great and that's what I said about 
the generational gap. I don't get it. I don't understand it. But I hope, you know, you guys can relate. And we've always had this um, weird tension where then I have to get out of. Um, I'm glad I live in where I live because I don't think I would it would have been comfortable for me uh, to to live next to my mother um you know in that country because I I just think um I I I have the power to put the phone down now and to not hear about her for a few months if I choose to um and uh and it's very sad that you know <clears throat> Uh, you know, you have to get away from certain family members just to kind of have your own peace. I have a few of them in that in the family, and I'm telling you, it ain't pretty. Um, I have another manipulative <clears throat> one in the family, and uh, uh, she starts making up her own conversations. She'll say things like. Um, oh, have you spoken to so-and-so? And, you know, before I've even answered, she would answer it herself. She was like, she would be like, um, oh, have you spoken to so-and-so? And before I even said yes or no, she would say, I know you wouldn't. What? <laughs> and I just say to her, well, if you're going to answer it yourself, then don't bother asking. Uh, so that's another one that I avoid, like the plague. I think... Um, what I wanted to cover in this topic is um, when I was younger in my teens I used to feel a sense of guilt for not answering the phone from them um, I used to feel really drained um, the, if you could have offered me to move to the moon and to never see certain people in my own uh, family, I would have paid you if I could. In fact, I would have paid it with my own life at that time. That's how strongly I felt. <clears throat> but I think as I got older and as an empath, I learned to protect myself so um, I don't live anywhere close to them. One, <laughs> um, another thing is, um. I've learned to say no. I, I'm just going to go now and have my bath, and I'll usually use the kids for an excuse. You know, I'll say I'm putting the kids to bed. I mean, the kids have gone to bed hours ago, but I'll say that, and then I won't answer the phone for a good month or two. I extend it to however months I I choose, and I don't feel guilty. I did in my younger days. Uh, but I don't anymore. I always, you know, say, well, the Lord can see that I'm looking after my own health and my own well, you know, my own well-being. So there's no shame and there's no guilt on my part for looking after myself. I'm very, very, um, I'm very, very lucky <clears throat> that I have, a, you know, an uncle um, that is really, understanding and he always speaks to them on my behalf and um, he tells them not to ring me <laughs> he tells them you know um, he has a go at them and 
and you know so he became quite literally the translator um and uh but what i wanted to say was isn't it very sad that your own family members could have that sort of qualities that you didn't get I think when you were younger but now you fully understand it's a different evil it's a different uh, I don't know it's a different something um, but what I try and do for my own self is not to entertain it I put the phone down and if I don't want to speak to them then I do not speak to them and like last time you can drag for six months it could be two months it all depends um, so I know a lot of people would relate to this and we all have some people in our own family that we rather not see or deal with um, but I think just <clears throat> getting away from it protecting yourself um, I don't call them on a daily basis I mean I answer my phone even my own mother, I don't answer from her sometimes. I'll be like, I'll speak to her next week, you know. I'll call my sister instead and I'll be like, is she okay? Yeah, fine, okay. <laughs> so I know it's not an emergency or anything important. Um, but I do it all to protect myself. Um, if they're not looking out for me, then I have to look out for myself. Uh, I think it's very sad. I can never imagine being like that to my own children, um, not listening to them, you know, um, putting pressure on them, especially financial pressure, uh, especially when the person doesn't have it, is something that many of us would uh, be horrified. But it's something that some... Uh, parents feel entitled uh, especially those in the uh, African continent or even in Asia uh, one of my friends who I speak to very regularly said to me they see you as the you know the cash cow <laughs> and I thought to myself what the hell is the cash cow and she went it's almost like the provider <laughs> um, I don't care what they see me as but I will not tolerate nonsense um, and I think as I get older I am much more stronger I recognize people that are good for me and people that are not and I, those few family members that I have I avoid them like we avoid the plague <laughs> um, I also don't let their weird you know conversations or their constant questioning in I just tell them simply I'm putting the kids to bed okay bye <laughs> I tell them things like oh I've started a new course yeah not available in the evening bye and we'll happily sit there and watch a lovely movie and have a very relaxed evening I am very very simple like that and uh, 
I, you know, years ago when I was a teenager, I used to, I used to think maybe they don't know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. When my mother is repeating herself, like, when are you going to send it? When are you going to send it? She even says it in a very slow tone, like, when? When? And I have to just slow down. When I have it. When I have it. We are literally like that all day. So, you try and repeat that for 20 minutes. You'll give, you'll give yourself a headache. Then, then when I when I kind of feel like I'm gonna smash my phone on the on the wall, or scream or something, <laughs> that's when I put the phone down. Okay, bye. I'm gonna put the kids to bed. Then I have to, you know, go and watch something funny like Mr. Bean or something. Try and wash that out of my consciousness, um, because I know what she's doing. She's trying to get to me. She's trying to dig in, but I'm not letting her. You know. <clears throat> And, uh, but I think it's very sad. I really think it's very sad that you become, you reach that low, you know. It, it's almost like a bullying type of low. But um, I have to tell you guys, <clears throat> I am no victim for no one. Uh, nobody bullies me. Uh, they can try, but they don't succeed. Um, I just respectfully put the phone down and then six months will go by and she has to communicate through her brother to to me because I won't answer her phone calls. Um, I say about there's not an argument ever in the history of our relationship that I have ever caused. I'm a very simple-minded person very very simple minded I help when I can I'm very uh, <clears throat> sympathetic to people I listen I really um, put myself in their shoes but what I see you know a person that's supposed to care about you that wouldn't cross a river then I just I, I see I see her you know um, but I, you know, I have to look at, um, you know, I have to look at it from a perspective of, I have the Lord, my children, and my uncle. I do not care that there are 200, 300, 7,000 of them. That's not my problem. I have my uncle. His wife is also brilliant. Uh, my children and the Lord. That's it. Um, <clears throat> and uh, do you see what I mean? Um, I think if if you're from an African background, <laughs> you will get you will get the um, the demanding of money. You will definitely understand that bit. Uh, but we all have our difficulties. I think with family members that are just being selfish self-centered i don't know what other words i can say um uh you know and uh you have to just uh try and breathe don't kill anybody and uh you know 
deal with it in, in a way that kind of suits you best and in in my case it's always been take a break with a few months or you know however long I need it and you know communicate through my uncle like I do so I hope you can relate with this whole generational gap um I know I'm not the only one uh that experienced uh experiences you know parents um uncles aunties grandparents where you just look at them like how are we even related <laughs> um <laughs> and uh I really believe um it's not that they don't understand, it's not that um, they're not aware, they are aware, but and they do not want to understand. And that is very sad, but also it is not my problem. I'm not here to please anybody. I'm not here to live for no one. I'm here to live my own life and be happy and be at peace. And... Uh, um, I do not care what they think or who thinks about what about me. That's not my problem. Um, and because I've reached that level of awesomeness, they're doing all these extra stuff to annoy me, to irritate me, to, um, especially being an empath, they know we'll get to you. Um, but it doesn't. Because you, with an with an empath, uh, being an empath, you've got to let it in for it to get to you. I don't let it in. It's it's like it bounces off the sur- surface of my skin. It literally bounces off because I do not let it in. It is not my problem. Any hate, jealousy, envy, whatever issues anybody has, is their problem. Um. Well, that's what I wanted to say. Don't let them get to you, and uh, just live your best life. Um, try and avoid them if you can. And uh, I think that's all I wanted to say on this uh, uh, on this um, episode. But I'll speak to you soon. Okay. Bye bye.